He's coming back. Danny Stutzman returns to the Oklahoma Sooners on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy Josh Helmer is not with me tonight. He is off enjoying a much-deserved vacation, uh, but we're going to press on here on Locked On Sooners, your team, every day. And we're going to get started with the return of Danny Stutzman, the one that was speculated for some time and then reported by Sooner Scoop that he was going to be heading off to the NFL, having told coaches that he was going to the NFL. Well, in the last week, apparently that tune changed for Stutzman as he informed the world in a viral video on social media that he will be returning to the Oklahoma Sooners for the 2024 season, Oklahoma's first in the SEC. And I am ecstatic. This is huge for the Sooners. As huge as Billy Bowman returning, this is that plus some because Danny Stutzman was arguably your best player on defense this year. You saw what his absence meant for the Sooners in the second half of the Kansas game against Oklahoma State. They were not the same team. Still a pretty good team, but you were better when you had Danny Stutzman on the football field. And so getting him back gives you a you know, all big 12 first team selection, a third team AP all American, one of the best linebackers in college in college football, a guy that has gotten better every single season from his freshman year in 2021 to being a first year starter in 2022 to a breakout campaign in 2023. You might call his 2022 season, a breakout campaign and 2023 was that ascension to national relevance for Danny Stutzman, a leader on the defense, someone who gets everybody straight when the the play call comes in, adjusting to what they're seeing the offense of the offense do, and a leader off the field as well, someone who basically helped be the face of this improving defense. So getting him back, a dude that had 99 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, several sacks, an interception forced fumbles. I mean, he did everything that you'd need him to do as a linebacker for the Sooners. And going into that first year in the SEC, it's incredibly important to have as much talent and depth as you can have available. And getting a guy like Stutzman back helps just bolster that linebacker core, obviously. I mean, it was going to be a really good linebacker core, in my opinion. I thought that you know, with Jerry Canick going into his third season with the Sooners and Kip Lewis the same, and then Kobe McKenzie starting to see more and more playing time this year. And then you got your young crew of Sammy Omasigo and Lewis Carter, Phil Picciotti. I felt like those six were going to be really, really good for Oklahoma, but you just didn't have the same experience level as you have with a guy like Danny Stutzman. And that experience matters. You've seen a lot of college football. You've seen the highs, the lows. You've seen the good, the bad. And having somebody like Stutzman to lead that young linebacker room, 
I mean, it can make all the difference. It really can. Helping these guys take a step, helping a guy like Jaron Kanick kind of learn from the ups and downs of the 2023 season, his first year as a starter, and improve from that. Helping a guy like Kip Lewis, the same. He was really, really good when he didn't get a ton of playing time. And then when he got a lot of playing time, there were times where Kip Lewis got a little bit overexposed, as did with Jaron Kanick and then Kobe McKenzie. I mean, all these guys just continuing to have the opportunity to grow together and improve together as a defense. That's huge. And then continuing to bring along those guys that were true freshmen in 2023. It's huge, man. Just having as much leadership continuity available to you is, is so key and so critical as Brent Venables continues to build this thing, you lost a big time leader in Dylan Gabriel. You lost a big time leader in guy, Andrew Rame, who, who uh, entered the NFL draft. Same with McCabe Mattire. Drake Stoops is gone. You had a leadership vacuum that was being created by all of these departures. And you were going to be a very, very young football team going into 2024. But now with Billy Bowman's return, with Danny Sutzman's return, you've got a ton of leadership on defense that you can rely upon I mean, your two most important players, your two best players from the 2023 season coming back next year, it's just going to help everybody take that next step. And then also integrate all these young, talented defensive players in the 2024 cycle that could potentially be impact players week one. They're going to take their cues from guys like Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman because they've been here. They've seen the success. They've seen the downs. They're going to be able to speak to these young guys and say, Hey, if you want to work, if you want to get better, if you want to improve, if you want to make an impact year one, this is what you're going to have to do. So getting Danny Sussman back, man, that is incredibly important for this team. And it just allows the natural progression of things to, to occur this off season in the linebacker room. You're not going to have to force a guy that's not quite where he needs to be onto the field. You're going to allow competition to kind of take root whether it's Canick or Kip or Kobe McKenzie or Samuel Masigo or Lewis Carter or Phil Picciotti, whoever it is, you're going to, you have the opportunity now to figure out, okay, who is linebacker two? I know we designated Mike and Will and Stutzman's played that Will spot for you, but really it's okay. Who's linebacker one? Well, that's Danny Stutzman. Who's linebacker two to be determined. I think each guy is going to have an opportunity to make a case, but now you're just that much deeper at the position where you were going to be good and you have a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed, you just don't have that experience, and you're pretty well solidified at this point. You know, you might have had to go into the transfer portal to get a veteran linebacker to add to your young room, but now you don't have to do that. You don't have to waste a scholarship on a guy that may or may not play for you that's just going to be there for his experience. No, you don't have to do that because you've got Danny Stutzman back. You've got a guy that's one going to play a lot. He played over 700 snaps for the Sooners this year while missing a game and a half. And you've got a guy that's going to be really, really good. He's going to be one of the best linebackers in the SEC. He'll be on all the short lists for you know the, the Butkus, the Benaric, whatever defensive award you want to put on the table. He'll be on those watch lists all season long because we've seen the natural progression from Danny Stutzman. He had some moments this year where he wants to get better. He's now got an offseason to continue to improve upon those things as they go into the SEC. And man, it's a big win. It's a big win for Brent Venables. I think, you know, you've got two guys in Billy Bowman and Danny Stutzman who were looking like they were going to be draftable, you know, prospects. They were, you know, Bill, Billy Bowman might have been a top 75, top 50 type pick. Danny Stutzman, I think he could have flirted with the top 100, but maybe a little bit after that. But still, Guys that were going to be draftable prospects coming back. 
for a senior season. I think that's a big win for your coaching staff. And it, and it shows just kind of the, the long-term vision of this thing. And, and Brent Venables talked about, you only get one opportunity to go to the NFL and make and make a statement and make a name for yourself and earn a spot. Rarely are you going to get multiple opportunities to go from camp to camp and team to team and, and find your way. No, you only got one chance. And, and a guy like, you know, Danny Stutzman, he wants another opportunity to improve and he wants an opportunity to get some game tape against sec competition, which we know the NFL, they love sec competition. They, they draft the sec more than any other conference in college football by a lot over the last decade. So that's going to be impactful for Stutzman as he goes through the 2024 season. But more than that, it's huge, huge, huge. You can't understate how important uh, Danny Setsman's return to the Oklahoma Sooners is for 2024. And I mean, that's just one of several important boosts that Oklahoma's gotten over the last uh, few days. We'll talk more about that and just kind of some lingering thoughts about where this team is headed into the Alamo Bowl as well as the 2024 offseason. We'll talk about some areas they might need to improve on in the portal and make sure they sign and lock up this 2024 recruiting class. We'll do more of that and get into men's hoops here after the break. But these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows what small businesses are wearing that are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So since Friday, the Oklahoma Sooners have gotten a few big name additions, returns to their defensive side of the football. Billy Bowman returning, that's incredibly important, incredibly huge. We talked about the youth at linebackers. Same could be said at safety with guys like Peyton Bowen and Robert Spears Jennings and Dave McCullough and Eric McCarty. Uh, you know, it was a, a young group that you were going to be relying upon and probably were going to have to go into the portal and add a veteran you know, with Key Lawrence going to the portal with Reggie Pearson, you know, out of eligibility and, and off to pursue a professional career, getting Billy Bowman back means you can just ride with what you got and what you got coming in, in the 2024 signing class. The same is true for Danny Stutzman. You can go into 2024, you can ride what you've got and you can just allow the natural progression of things to continue to build. You don't have to go anywhere and add a guy. You're not looking for a starter. You've got good players in your system that are going to allow you to continue to develop and build those guys. And I think that's what Brent Venables wants. I think what he wants is to not have to go into the portal every off season at every single position and try to find guys that can come in and start right away. No, I think what he wants is he wants the natural progression to happen at Oklahoma. He wants to bring these kids out of high school and get them into the program and let them build themselves up into being impactful players 
with the Sooners. It may not happen their true freshman season, and I think that's okay. Patience can be the name of the game. You don't have to rush guys on the field before they're ready, but you keep getting them ready so that when their time comes, they're ready to roll and ready to make an impact. And I think that's what we're starting to see. You know, uh, it's it's year two for Jaron Canick, and he played a lot for the Oklahoma Sooners. Same with Kip Lewis. Those guys were really, really impactful. They had their ups and downs, similar to Danny Stutzman in his second year back in 2022, had some ups and downs, but he got better. Same can be said for, for Canick and Kip Lewis. We got Kobe McKenzie on the field for his kind of first big action this year, and he's only going to get better as well. The same is true at safety where, okay, Billy Bowman, he got better. He's gotten better each and every year that he's been in Oklahoma. The same is going to be said. I think he's going to continue to get better and improve his game. But we're seeing more and more Robert Spears Jennings. We saw a bit of flash from him in 2022. We got to see extended runs for him this season. And he showed that he's getting better every time he gets out there on that football field. He's an improving player. And Peyton Bowen, man, the five-star safety, the dude that everybody's excited about. Now, you've got opportunities to continue to be patient and build with these young guys and get them off opportunities on the football field and then not overextend them necessarily where you have to play these guys, whether they're ready or not. And I think, I think that just benefits things very, very well. And then you get the commitment from Dejan Malone, the San Diego state cornerback commit out of the transfer portal. That's huge, man. We don't know the future for Woody Washington just yet. He could return to Oklahoma for another season. If he doesn't, well, now you're getting a guy with 14, 1500 snaps under his belt. Uh, yes, it's Mountain West. It's not high-level college football, but he was really, really good. He was one of the better corners uh, you know, in pass completion percentage against, in passer rating against, only allowed one touchdown on 400 coverage snaps in 2022, 2023. Sorry. Adding that veteran that allows you to at least have a safe floor for your cornerback room while you're working on guys like Jacoby Johnson and Makari Vickers, Josiah Wagner, Kanai Walker, Gentry Williams. I think most people assume Gentry Williams is going to start for you at one cornerback spot. I feel like it's a safe assumption. The talent is noticeable. It's obvious. He's a dude that's a frontline starter at the premier college football level. He's going to be a really, really great player. His only issue is health. That's the only issue with Gentry right now. The talent's there. The game is there. The knowledge is there. The head, the head space is there. Everything's there that needs to be there. Now we just got to get him some super soldier serum and help him keep healthy all season long. But at the other cornerback spot, okay, now you've got, you've got a veteran option for you. If Woody Washington doesn't come back and then you see how competition plays itself out. If it's Malone that ends up as your starter. Okay. You know what you're going to get in a veteran cornerback out there opposite of Gentry Williams. If it's not, that means one of your young guys has jumped up and snatched that job and snatched that role. And that's only beneficial for you. You know, you look at the defensive line, I could see them continuing to go out there and, and maybe target uh, an edge rusher, a defensive tackle in the portal. We know that Texas A&M right now is bleeding interior defensive line prospects. Hopefully Oklahoma is able to end up with at least one of those guys. If not, it's I think it's okay because you've got a really nice group of defensive linemen coming in in the 2024 cycle. How ready those guys will be right away, I'm not so sure, but the talent's there. I mean, it's just a matter of getting them into Norman, getting them acclimated to the program, and then helping them get acclimated to college football. 
and the the grind that that is and the the difference in physicality that it's going to be jumping from you know yes it's high level high school football if you're talking about the guys from img you know and Jaden jackson and, and david stone yes high level playing the best of the best as often as they possibly can getting these guys ready for their next step but you're going from you know playing really really good high school players to playing really really good college players where the funnel you know, shifts a little bit where there's, there's fewer, um, players that you can maybe take advantage of, uh, because just you're bigger, better, faster, stronger than the guy across from you, the physicality bumps up. So I could see them going to the portal and there's been a lot of talk about like a Chris McClellan, the Florida transfer, the ties are obvious. Uh, he was somebody that Oklahoma was interested in and just didn't, really pan out because of the coaching change. The transition didn't really open the door for McClellan to come to Oklahoma, but maybe now that's the opportunity that he's looking for is, uh, you know, a guy that can come in and play your nose tackle, be your Dejon Terry and come in and, and be that guy that lines up over the center and, and disrupts the run and then offers a little bit of pass rush as well. You got to really what comes down to for Oklahoma along the defensive line is helping those guys continue to progress, finding somebody that can provide a little interior pass rush, but then hoping guys like R. Mason Thomas stay healthy all off season so that he can continue to build his game. And that Adeboju Adabare is ready to take a step because if he's ready to take a step and be a starter for you down in and down out, then I think that that is a scary proposition for opposing teams because the speed's there, the athleticism's there. He's a potential game breaker for your defensive line. You just need to find several more of those guys to be impactful in 2024 because, I mean, the defense is going to be good. It's going to be better, and I think it's going to continue to to make hay and, and continue to improve every season under Brent Venables. But are, how big of a jump can they make from 23 to 24? That's going to be the question that's on everybody's mind because with a true fresh or not a true freshman, but a first year starter at quarterback in Jackson Arnold. Okay. How, yes, we have high expectations for Arnold. We think he's going to be the truth. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a Heisman contender at some point in his career, but how quickly will he get there? Will he be there in 2024 ready to, you know, score 35, 40 points a game for this team? Maybe, hopefully, but if he's not quite ready to be that great yet, your defense is going to need to be, you know, keeping the team, you know, opposing teams 20, 23, not letting them get up into the thirties. And yeah, we saw them do that a couple of times this year, but I think they're again, continuing to get better. It's a lot of pieces on this defense that are going to continue to improve. So defense is getting a boost. Everything is trending in the right direction. Speaking of a team trending in the right direction, the Oklahoma men's basketball team is 9-0, coming off a big win over Arkansas, and we'll talk about that next. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Any winning $5 money line bet, that's 150 bucks if your team wins on the money line. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pops, over-unders, and more. You can get in on Super Bowl uh, action as well. You know, If you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, like I am, because I'm a fan, plus 850 right now, the six best odds to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco is the favorite right now, plus 270 over at FanDuel. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And thank you again for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. We are Locked On Sooners, your team every day. The Oklahoma Sooners men's basketball team is sitting there on the cusp of being a top 10 team in the nation after a big, big win over the Arkansas Razorbacks this past Saturday in Tulsa. This team just keeps winning. They're 9-0. They've got big wins over USC that was ranked number 23 at the time, over Providence that had a nice win over Wisconsin earlier in the year, and then over Arkansas. That Yeah, the record doesn't look great for Arkansas right now, but they just beat Duke uh, not long ago as well. So this Porter Mosier team, man, he has found something with this group of guys from an athletic standpoint, being able to attack the rim, get to the rim, pretty much at will. I mean, they can get their shot when they want their shot. And then defensively, they're one of the best in the nation as well. What's in what's in what's key to what we're watching with the Oklahoma men's basketball team is this in the first two years of Porter Mosier, Porter Mosier's tenure with the Sooners, they, they were able to get their, their three point shot. Okay. And that's the same for this team. This team is able to get whatever three point shot they want. They shoot a lot of them. They don't shoot them great, but they do shoot a lot of them. But the difference in what we're seeing between the first two years of Porter Mosier and this year is the ability to get to the basket. Oklahoma is shooting 60% on two point field goal attempts right now. That's insane. I mean, you're going to score a lot when you're scoring at that efficiency, when you're shooting that efficiently from the field. And a lot of it is because they're just getting to the rim. They're finding a way to get to the rim and they're finishing at the rim as well. And they're drawing a lot of fouls. So this is a team that continues to improve but they've got these big wins as well. You know, um, it's a it's a group that, you know, has defended the basketball well and, may, and using that athleticism to defend well. And I think that's why we're seeing a very different Oklahoma men's basketball team right now. Now, will they get to the top 10? Who knows? But they look like a tournament team at this point. You know, you look at different bracket bracketology, Joe, uh, Joe Lenardi over at ESPN most recently had them as a seven seed. I think that bumps up after a win over Arkansas. They got a big game coming up against North Carolina in the Jumpman invitational. And if they're able to either win that one or hang close in that game, I mean, the sky's going to be the limit for this team, but you got guys like Javon McCollum who now has what eight double digit games in nine appearances for the Sooners this year leading them. He had 20 points against Arkansas this past week. Uh, you know, I take a away and miles Uzon are taking big steps in their sophomore seasons for the Sooners. But I mean, Porter Mosier, I mean, he's, he's lived by the transfer portal and died by the transfer portal. Each of his first few years at Oklahoma it hadn't gone great the first couple seasons, but he's really found the mix of players that he needs to, uh, to go potentially put Oklahoma in the thick of the big 12 title race this year. You know, I, Coming into the season, I think most thought that he was on the hot seat because they hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in each of his first two seasons. But with the way that they're playing right now and the big games that they're winning, he's probably solidifying himself uh, for the future. And it's what you want to see. You know, this is a guy that has has a lot of passion, has a lot of energy. He wants to continue to build Oklahoma's basketball brand and and improve it. And you're seeing what that's doing on the court. We're seeing the results. And then when Oklahoma's at home, we're seeing the results too. The fan base has been much better. And 
it's, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see this team start to take off and, you know, you can't start better than nine and zero. you know, they, they've got their next matchup coming up this next Saturday against green Bay in Norman at 8 PM. And then after that, they will play the UNC Tar Heels on December 20th, Wednesday at 8 PM in Charlotte. Um, and then just two more non-conference games against central Arkansas and Monmouth before big 12 play begins on January 6th. So four more opportunities for the Sooners to really solidify where they are as a basketball program heading into conference play. We know the big 12 is a grind. We know that they've had some struggles in the last couple of years, but everything that we're seeing right now looks like a team that's going to be able to hang much, much better in big 12 play because what gave them fits in big 12 play in the first two years under Mosier is athleticism, rebounding defense. And this is a team that right now is showing that they can do all three of those things and they can do them really, really well. And when their three point shots, not falling, they don't have to default to that. They can still get to the rim and they can finish and be efficient and they can score with the best of them. And that's really all you need. I mean, if, if your three point shots, not going to fall, which that can be a great equalizer in some really, really tough games. You got to be able to find a way to get to the rim. And, and they're doing that at a great clip right now. Um, we'll just talk about a couple more people that are really you know, standing out. You know, we talked about Javon McCollum, you know, who's been leading the way for the Sooners in scoring. Um, you know, he's averaging 14.9 points per game, but it's Otega Owe right now that's leading the team in scoring at 15.2. Uh, and then you got John Hughley, the, the pit transfer, averaging 10.8 points per game, but he's, he's shooting 63%. Uh, Otega Owe is shooting 70% from the field right now and 81% from three. He's only shot 11 threes, but man, he's been incredibly efficient on those 11 three point attempts. Um, yeah, man, there's just a lot of fun to watch right now. Uh, you know, Miles Uzon just filling it up from the assist standpoint. He's got 37 assists to lead the Sooners this year. You know, not shooting the ball great, but he's doing everything else really, really well. Um, you know, he's averaging 8.9 points per game. He's got four rebounds. And like I said, the 37 assists, he's averaging four assists per game. So playing a really, really strong year. The shot will come. He's a better shooter than what he's done so far this season. And so I think once his shot starts to fall a little bit more consistently, that's going to help this team take off even more so. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. So hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and subscribe on YouTube to know when new episodes drop. Follow myself on Twitter at John9Williams, my partner Josh at Josh on Ref, and go shoot him a tweet. Let him know that you missed him on the show. I always miss Josh when he's not around, but we have a good time here on Locked On Sooners anyway. But until next time, I'm John Williams. We'll talk to you then about whatever else breaks in the transfer portal and the recruiting news. We know that Oklahoma is going to be trying to pull that big Dominic McKinley flip off. We'll see. You know, don't count on the flips. They're the exception, not the rule. But so you're saying there's a chance. We'll see what happens. But until next time, I'm John Williams. Boomer Sooner.